Hello, Panther fans. Daggone it. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> We're back at it again. And this is the Hell Podcast. All right. And what year did you graduate again? I don't remember, man. There's a lot of bad times back in those days. Okay. It's hard enough to remember what I had for breakfast, all right? I'm J.R. Robinson, Pikeville High School, class of 2010. And with me, as always, is my stupid, annoying, moronic, just a pain-in-my-butt brother, Heath Robinson, Pikeville High School, class of 1995. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm flattered. Oh, all right. I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm collected. Now. But, real quick, we just wanted to apologize to you guys. I uh, had a lot of people come up and ask me when this, uh, the new episode coming out. Um, as we've discussed before, we do not get paid for this. We'd, we'd like to. We would really like to. If you guys want to sponsor us, man, give us a shout. Yeah, man. We will, we will not turn you down or say no. Absolutely not. We will totally sell out this entire podcast. Uh, yeah, to the man. We'll, 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 we'll wear whatever you want us to wear that's got your stuff all over it. We'll look like NASCAR drivers. Yeah, that's fine, man. Even if it's like uh, the, the Jiffy Lube uh, tires or the Honky Tonk Car Washing Company. <laughs> the Honky Tonk. <laughs> Actually, I would love to have the Honky Tonk Car Washing Company on, um, on, a, on a shirt. I would wear that. I do not care what it is. We'll wear it. Just, Lord, please pay us. But anyway, we're sorry that it took a while for us to get uh, together to do an episode. We're still not complete because our third co-host is uh, on his way. Uh, you can't tell. Listen, Okay. I didn't want to have to be the one to tell you guys this, but the school board election is getting really heated. There was an assassination attempt on Doug Powers. Uh, he is headed to an undisclosed location with his security team. And we are, we want him to know our thoughts are with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doug, we I'm love you. I'm having so much fun making fun of Doug for running for school board. <laughs> Doug, we love you, man. And um, if you need anything, uh, call 1-800-FBI. Uh, uh, That's all I know. Um, anyway, but even without Doug, we still got to give you guys the goods. And, you know, we figured that... We're going to come up with some crazy idea. Yeah, we don't need Doug, man. We can do this on our own. Yeah, man. We're like freaking uh, uh, Motley Crue back in the day. We don't, we don't need Vince Neil. We don't need him. He didn't, you know, just... I mean, actually, they made one of their best albums without Vince Neil. But, you know. You're on crack. But we'll get into that a lot later. The one with Hooligans All Day on it? That was an awesome album. But anyway, back to the football side. Um, but we've been sitting here brainstorming ideas since, you know, the idea that we had is not, you know, able to, uh, get together with us. Not yet, but 
it's coming it's in the future and you guys are really gonna like it. oh yeah it's gonna be we're, great. we're looking forward to it we can't yeah. tell you what it is right now we don't want to ruin it yeah but, uh, and we've got so many guys right now lined up to do the podcast but i mean it's the middle of june there's people going on vacations there's people getting married shout out lucas burchett uh you know, shout out luke uh you know a lot of stuff going on so i completely understand that we completely understand that and we'll just be waiting for you guys to get on the podcast and i think you guys are going to have a great time but the show must go on yes yeah we i've had about 10 people ask me when are we going to put out a new one it's been a week uh it's like they're hooked on crack i mean and and, and that's a good feeling why? Because we're nice crack dealers. Yeah. We just say, hey guys, you want some crack? Yeah, you want some crack? No. But here we're here to to give you your your dose of hail podcast. Okay. So we're sitting here brainstorming ideas. We're at the cut through right now. This is uh, I've never been down here before, but it's it's actually pretty like quiet and nice. Yeah, we're sitting here, uh, you know, in the Ronnie Ford Express in my truck, just chilling out talking to you guys yeah man you know so anyway before we get into our topic today uh let's do our shout outs real quick um yeah we didn't get to do a show last week so definitely want to say a happy father's day to all the panther dads out there um you know especially to our dad yeah uh you know to where uh, the which is, our dad was really kind of the inspiration of the show. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be a ton of football being talked on here today. It's just going to kind of be my JR story about how we wound up here, which I think is pretty, pretty interesting story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to all the dads out there. Uh, shout out, Dad in heaven right now i know he's watching us sitting here looking like a couple goofballs and Shake, shaking his head being like, lord, yeah, lord, 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 lord. I, where'd i go wrong why can't you just do this at the house boys golly but uh you know we're we're uh we're blessed to have the parents that we have and especially the dad that we have and um we love you dad and we miss you, and I know you'd love to be on the podcast with us, and <laughs> Lord have mercy, would you have made it as, as entertaining yeah. as anybody could ever imagine. Yeah, shout out to Dustin. Yeah, shout out to Dustin Boyd for the theme music. Uh, Dustin, as I've said many, many times, is uh, doing this whole music thing, making some beats, you know, making some hot, tasty jams. And uh, if you want to get more information on Dustin's Beats, just uh, message him, and he'll give you all the information. He's on YouTube. He's on Instagram, doing an awesome job. I try to help him as much as I can. Uh, so shout out, Dustin. We love you. Uh, shout out to the Blake and Jessa podcast, which I haven't been seeing too much of lately because I don't think they're doing too much of it because they're busy. Shut up, Blake. Uh Shout out to you guys. Um, you know, you guys have always been supporters of us, and we love you guys. And, uh, you know, just want to give you all a shout out. Thank you very much. Hopefully we can get Blake on show sooner rather than later. 
Um, and then uh, shout out to Doug Powers for school board. <laughs> if he makes it to November <laughs> without somebody picking him off. I think Doug lives down here, and then there's just like a little building over here. I think Doug's living in there. <laughs> Doug went underground, man. <laughs> he had to. We'll, just, we'll get a call from him here pretty soon. Hey, guys, listen, it's Doug. You can't tell anybody where I'm at. They're out to get me. Oh, man. They think I'm going to change the grading scale. They're going to kill me. Oh, man. But shout out to Doug Powers for school board. If you want your vote to count, you count. You vote for Doug, all right? Doug for the win. If he don't get shot. If he hopefully he doesn't get shot. Yeah. Uh, we love you, Doug. I will I will I will step in front of a bullet for you. Doug. Not really. I will name my firstborn child if it ever happens after you. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Uncle Heath. Hi, Doug. <laughs> so as you can tell. Me and my brother are two of the biggest goofballs that you've probably ever met in your life. Um, and we were molded to be this way by a bigger goofball than we were by our dad, Ted Robinson. Great man. Unbelievable preacher. Uh, did as much as he could to help the community. You know, he, he was a, a... And he wasn't just a, a quote-unquote Sunday Christian, man. What he believed and what he preached, he lived 24-7. Yes. And some of the memories I have of Dad, uh, you know, were just of what he did to help other people. Great man. Yeah, he'd um, give you the shirt off his back. He literally didn't, would. Didn't care to do that whatsoever. But... The one thing that no one really knew about Dad is Dad was a huge football fan. Particularly a Pikeville football fan. Yes. And that story needs to be told, I guess, before ours can be told. Yeah. Um, in the early 60s, early to mid-60s, I guess it was. Maybe Now, Dad was a teenager, so it was probably the late 60s. He was uh, he went to school at Millard, which didn't have a football team. Lived up Greasy Creek, and he was playing some uh, just some Sandlot football with some Pipewell High School football players. And Dad was a pretty good sized guy even at that time, and and he uh, uh, was making a pretty good account of himself just playing Sandlot tackle football. Well, at that time, the then head coach of Pipewell High School, Gene Davis, was driving by. And saw that, and saw Dad kind of doing pretty well against uh, some of his some of Coach Davis's varsity football players. So he asked Dad, said, "What would you think about coming to Pikeville and playing some football?" And Dad said, "I'd love to." Okay, now Gene Davis said, "This is the funny part of the story." Uh, Gene Davis said, well, just go talk to your parents and see if they can, you know, get you away down here and things like that. And, and you can come play for us. And dad went and talked to his dad at the time. I think his mom had already passed. His mother passed when he was about 14 of leukemia. And, um, 
he uh, rest in peace, ma'am. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, uh, uh, dad went and talked to his dad, our grandpa Orban, which my son Corbin is named after, and Papa Orban told him. <laughs> it still makes me laugh to this day when I think about it. You don't need to play football, son. You'll get hurt. You know, as big as dad was, you know, he was worried. Keep in mind, my father at this point in time was every bit of six foot four and 250 pounds. Yeah, he was, dad was a beast even back in them days. Yes. And, uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, you know, he wouldn't agree for dad to do it. And dad, the whole time, I always wondered, you know, what it would have been like, you know, had he got to come down here and play football. He always wanted to play. It was always his dream to be a football player. And when I got older, when I was born and I had dad married mom and, you know, I was born and came along, he knew I was going to be a big kid too. And so he kind of told me, he said, you know, that's, he said that was all, he always told me that was his dream, you know, was to be a pipe football player. But he'd love nothing more than to see me run out of that tunnel where I'm maroon white, you know. And then the 87 team came along and, that really ramped it up. You know, Dad was like, go down there and play for a state championship. You have a shot to play for a state championship. So, you know, that kind of got implanted in my head. But I went to Millard at that time, too, in grade school, and I didn't play football. But I still rooted for Pikeville and everything else. So, because Dad did. You know, me and Dad both went and watched him play and, and you know watched them on tv and every opportunity we could get so it was just really a a special kind of a bond between me and dad you know and as i got older and i got the opportunity to come down here i went to shelby valley just so i could play football even though dad begged me to come to pipeville the whole time and i didn't do it and i wish i would have but anyway it finally got to the point where I was about a junior in high school, I guess it was. In between my sophomore and my junior year, I just didn't really like the direction that the football team was going up there at Chevy Valley. I didn't feel like I was getting the opportunities that I felt like that I'd worked hard for and that I felt like I deserved. And so Dad told me, he's like, son, go to Pipeville. What do you got to lose? You know, he said, if you... If you ain't no good and you set the bench, he said, at least you'll set the bench for somebody that's playing for a state championship instead of staying up here and getting beat out in the first round of the playoffs if you're lucky. So I agreed to do it. And, man, I wish I'd have done it sooner. I really do. It was a, uh, a phenomenal experience just to kind of not just see myself but see Dad through all that. And so... That's kind of Dad's story, and I guess a little bit of mine kind of thrown in there. Um, some points to throw in there is that uh, we we both started at Millard. Yeah. Dad went to Millard. Graduated from there. Played yeah. basketball there. Dad mom, was mom a, graduated from there. And don't get me wrong, as big a fan as Dad of a uh, Dad was of uh, Pikeville football and football in general. Dad was just as big a fan of basketball because he played it 
and you know he, that's what his his first love was, and that's you know who he was as a person, as how he played basketball. He was rough and tough, but he was a team player, and he would always try to help his teammates out and do whatever he could, but he wouldn't let nobody push him around ever. And um, Dad was a uh, a heck of a basketball player. And I just, I wish to this day I could have seen him play football because that would have been a sport. I mean, if anything tells the story of the Robinsons, it's, you know, we could, we all could have been great football players, plain and simple. Yeah. So, you know, I just got want to throw that out there. Um, I think you should just go ahead and tell us about how you came to Pocket. Well, I mean, I've already kind of loaded to it a little bit, but uh, Dad finally talked me into coming down here, you know. And I came down here not really knowing what to expect. Um, no, you got to tell Jerry's thing. What Jerry's thing? You know what Jerry's thing. You and Dad and Jerry's and, you know. Oh, yeah. Me and Dad sitting in Jerry's one day and eating. And uh, is this what you're about, Coach Howard? Yeah. Yeah. Um, me and Dad's sitting at Jerry's one day eating. I'm in like the sixth grade or something like that. It, it was four or five years before I even came to Bible. Coach Howard walked up to Dad. Or no, you're talking about the other time. Yeah. Okay. I was like a sophomore in high school and played in a JV game at Shelby Valley, and we got beat. My JV team my sophomore year, we didn't win anything. I don't think we won a game. So we were kind of sitting there with my head in my hands a little bit. And, and after the game, me and Dad goes to Jerry's and get something, get something to eat. That's kind of something that we always did. And uh, so here comes Coach Howard, kind of out of nowhere. And, you know, even then I looked at Coach Howard like Bear Bryant, you know, just when he walked in the room, you know, I was like, it's him, you know. And so... Coach Howard comes up and starts talking to my dad because he knew my dad pretty well where my dad, you know, preached a lot of funerals and, you know, my dad was pretty well known around the community and uh, and well thought of. And uh, Coach comes up and starts talking to him and he looks at me and says, who you got here? And something along them lines. And dad said, this is my son. I had all my Shelby Valley stuff on. He's like, son, quit wasting your time up there and come down here and play for us. We'll, t we'll teach you how to play. And that was really kind of when the thought got kind of <laughs> planted in dad's head as well as mine, you know, is that, you know, would I be good enough to come down here? I'm not good enough to play at varsity at Chevy Valley, you know, and how am I going to come down here and play? But, you know, so there's, that was a lot of worry, you know, but at the same time, it just didn't feel like that anything, and this is not to throw off on anybody or bash anybody or anything like that, but it just didn't really kind of feel like that things were kind of going in the right direction at that time at Shelby Valley under their coach at that time, uh, Tom Searcy, and it just it just wasn't working out for me, and I didn't want to quit. You know, I didn't want to quit playing. I put too much time and effort in, you know, to quit playing. So I didn't know what else to do. So, you know, I went to my dad and talked to him, and he said, listen, he said, why don't you just go to Pikeville? You know, I said, but, Dad, 
I'm not going to get to play down there. They're a lot better than I am. He said, son, you don't know how good you are. He said, but go down there and play against the best, and that way you'll know. He said, you might just surprise yourself. And that really kind of hit home to me. I think you're forgetting one thing. Though. What? He looked at you and said, if you don't get to play, at least you're sitting yeah. on the bench for a state championship team. Well, that's what he said. Yeah. I mean, he said, you know, I, I said that earlier. He said, son, what do you got to lose? You know, he said, let's say the worst thing happens and you don't get to play. You know, well, at least you could have the possibility of setting the bench for a state championship team as opposed to setting the bench up at Chevy Valley. Yeah. So I had a lot of preconceived notions in my head about people from Pikeville even though I didn't really know any of them, you know, that they were all rich and they were all snobby and they were all jerks and I hated them all and everything else like everybody else did. You know, I was no different than anybody else. The biggest surprise that I got by coming down here was how accepted I was immediately yeah. by everybody, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to being up at Chevy Valley. It was a much, much smoother transition than I could have ever even dreamed it was. And before, if any of you Shelby Valley people listen to this podcast, um, I'd just like to say, uh, get over it. That's all. Continue. Um, I learned more. I mean, you got to think at that time. I'm showing up at practice. Head coach is Bill Lair. Mm -hmm. Coach Howard wasn't the head coach. He was the like offensive coordinator. He was out there helping. Then you had uh, Joe Mayhem was a line coach. You know, Butch Joplin was a defensive backs coach. I learned more, and that, like I said, this is no slam against anybody, but it's just the truth. I learned more in three days than I had in three years about football, about what I had to do. I was a better football player 72 hours after I came to buy. And that's no joke. I still had a long way to go. But, you know, the thing about it was is that I I had to put it in my mind that I had to work just as hard as I possibly could just to even see the field with this team, and I was able to do that. Was I a superstar or all-stater? No. Did we win state? No. But we did a lot better than I would have if I stayed at Chevy Valley, and it's something that's kind of the the way that I was supported by everybody here, not just by my dad, but by here people down here at Pikeville who wanted me to do good. You know what I'm saying? They wanted me to succeed. They didn't want me to fail because I was one of them now. Mm -hmm. You know. And that that's something that's just stayed with me for the that's stayed with me for the rest of my life and it probably will till the day I die. Um, my story is a complete 180. <laughs> if you want to hear two brothers with two completely different stories of how they came to the same place and how they got love for the program, um, then you're about to hear it. Um, I didn't really play sports as a young kid, um... I loved sports. 
I loved sports dearly. I watched it constantly. Um, but I was all, I always had a fear of failing. All right. I'd always go to like Jerry's with you guys. And I remember those days, we'd always get up and go to Jerry's for breakfast just about every morning on Saturday morning when I was a kid. And we'd go eat breakfast and all we would talk about would be sports. It wouldn't be about, you know, uh, about what's going on in the world most of the time. It would just be about football, basketball, anything. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah. And, you know, Dad was we we lived in a completely different place we went from chloe chloe creek road for all you that know the pikeville area to little creek road which is up robson creek so i also went to uh gf johnson robson creek but you were the one who was always like dad he needs to go to pikeville dad he needs to go to pikeville and dad was <clears throat> dad was like you know i can't afford tuition right now well, it wasn't just that. He was like, son, he's not big like you are. You know, he, he, he's not going to be a football player. Yeah, he was always saying that stuff. I was a real small kid, maybe 110 pounds soaking wet. I was tall at that point in time. I never grew after that point, but uh, I was uh, I was tall then. Dad thought I was going to be a basketball player, and Shelby Valley was really good at basketball, so he thought that was going to be my sport. And that's the sport I kind of fell in love with before you got back home. Well, I never really did want to play because I was always afraid of messing up. I was always afraid that I was going to be the kid out there that sit the bench and I couldn't handle the rejection and all that stuff. And then um, you and Dad both got me out um, on the court and Dad was you know going through some health problems and stuff at that time and you told me straight up because i i was riding your <laughs> four-wheeler up and down the holler and you told me you said you're either going to play a sport or i'm not going to let you ride my four-wheeler anymore i'll take it away i'll take the keys with me and i was like well i might as well play you know so I, that's all I wanted to do was ride a four-wheeler and hang out with my buddies where I lived at, so I played. And same thing that happened to you happened to me. I was at Virgie Middle School in the seventh grade, and I knew I was fast because everybody kept telling me that I was fast. And I knew I was a pretty good Nobody, nobody ever told me I was fast. <laughs> And unless, every, I, unless I was driving. Everybody kept telling me that. I was always keeping up with the fastest boys at, uh, you know, Shelby Valley. I was always keeping up with them. Everybody liked to have me on their team in basketball. I thought I was a pretty good athlete. And uh, I played football my seventh grade year just to try it out. And some things happened that I didn't agree with, that you guys didn't agree with. Uh, that was happening at Virgie, and but we let the season go on, and I finished out the season. Then I went to go play basketball over at Virgie, and I wasn't getting any playing time. I was just, I was brand new at it, you know, and they already had guys that had been playing for three and four years, or, you know, 
been playing together since they were born. And I was like, man, I was like, I really don't know if I want to do this. And then Dad looked at me. He said, well, he's like, why don't we move to Pikeville and I'll see if I can get you in school down here. And just like you, I had at least 20 people come up to me that hated Pikeville from that school. Mm -hmm. Hated it. Don't go there. Yeah, I know. I They're was, all snobs. I was told the same thing. They're all snobs. They won't... Uh, they won't accept you. You're a county kid. You ain't got uh, a lot of money, you know, or not that we didn't have a lot of money. It was just, you know, we just wasn't, you know. What, millionaires? Yeah, we wasn't millionaires or nothing like that. And I have nothing against people that are millionaires or anything like that. I'm just saying that we didn't have that. And I was scared to death to go. I'll be honest with you. I did not want to go. Everybody was saying, dude, don't go. You'll hate it. It's going to be the worst mistake you've ever made. You're going to be wanting to come back and all that stuff. Did you ever want to come back at any Absolutely time? Absolutely not. I, I never did either. I never wanted. I really, I, I can honestly, to goodness, sit here and tell you that there was never a time after I came down here, I was like, man, why can't I just go back? Yeah. I never wanted to go to Shelby Valley. I never wanted to go uh, to Pike Central. I never wanted to go to any of those schools. Um, but my experience is a lot different than yours because you got the legendary Hillard Howard that had success and everything else. I got a brand new startup when I came to Pikeville. Yeah. Okay, as we've recorded during the Dark Ages episode. Well, you got a year under Matt Brown, so that, yeah. was, that was good. Um. I came here, and Pikeville was completely different from what you played, for when you played. Yeah. Coach Mack had left, and now it's the Mike Jackson era, and in the middle school program, as we documented on there, was all messed up. Uh, the coaching staff was, anyway, how they were going to run it. And there was a lot of people questioning stuff. It didn't work. It just didn't work. <laughs> Uh, but I got a year under Matt Branham. I got a year under Jason Gravy Anderson. Uh, I got a year of uh, Kevin McAnallen. And all of those guys taught me valuable lessons about football. And they did their best. And to this day, my first year at Pikeville in football, even though we lost half of our games at the first part of the year because we was trying to figure out what we were doing, was the funnest year of football or any sport that I've ever had in my entire life. I would go back to those days in a heartbeat. I'd lose all those games again in a heartbeat to go back to that year. That was an awesome time in my life. Well, and this is something I've always wanted to ask you and I never have. What? You came from a program that was, I mean, they were great in junior high, but I mean, they yeah. were good in junior high. Shell Valley was good, in, you know, or Virgie was good in junior high when I was there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they always struggled when it came to high school ball. Did it feel like, what was losing at Shelby Valley compared to losing down here? You know, how was it viewed 
who how was the, was it the same did people view it the same was it a different attitude did people you know how was it what were the differences and what were it, were and were there any similarities i'll just go ahead and tell you this the proof is in the pudding they do not care about football up at that school like they care about it here plain and simple look at elijah justice one of the best athletes at shelby valley high school did he play football one down at Shelby Valley. No. Look at uh, the other starter, Taylor Newsom. When I played football up at Virgie, that kid was a beast. Our cousin-in-law now. Uh, no, not that's Tyler Newsom. Mm, my bad. Uh, he also played. I'll get to him in a minute. Taylor, well, Taylor, Newsom, Taylor Newsom is our cousin. Yeah. It's just a, the female Taylor, Taylor yeah. Newsom. Taylor Newsom, they called him Bacon. That was his nickname. Um, did he play football one time? At Shelby Valley? Absolutely not. No, he did not. Um, pause, pause. Um, get back to where I was at there. Um, had a short interruption there. Sorry, guys. Uh, Taylor Newsom, I had people coming up to me that were coaches at Shelby Valley like, man, I wish I could have Taylor Newsom. He'd be a heck of a D-end but he never played one day on a football because he was just so focused on basketball. Ashley Hatfield and Tyler Newsom also were on that Virgie team that were so dominant. You know, those Virgie teams that were so dominant. That's that's why Daniel Harmon left, because he wanted to focus on football. Yeah, and did they see, did they play one day on a football over there? No, they did not. And that's was the that was the difference right there, is that that school right over there, they care about one sport and one sport only, and that's basketball. And more power to them. They yeah. won a state championship. They were very successful in those times. They still keep a pretty uh, decent team nowadays. Good for them. But they, and they got a coach who I love to death in Rodney Rowe. Yeah, and they got a coach in Rodney Rowe now that I, that I grew up with and I love to death. Uh, I still love to death, but, you know, they – did not care about the gridiron. They did not care one bit. And still to this day, I mean, I don't know who their coach is now. I can't tell you off the top of my head. They had they won one region championship that I can remember. One. Yep. And that was in 2014 with Chandler Rowe, I think it was, when he was the running back. Right, but I, I don't want it to be a Bash Valley football episode. Yeah. but And we're not, and I'm not trying to bash – Valley. I'm just saying that they have a different viewpoint. Right. Over here, we were struggling when I was playing. Struggling a lot. And there were people like pitchfork and <laughs> getting ready to go set fire to stuff mad because our football team was not where they wanted it to be. Yeah, there was people crashing board meetings and everything. It was yes. crazy. People, I wouldn't know who did that. I, I, I didn't have anything to do with that at all. And and that's the difference. They're coming to get us, Jr. <laughs> yep, they're, they're coming to get us right now. No, it's Doug. They're yeah, to get they're, they're after Doug. <laughs> they shot Doug. <laughs> but uh, no, man, it was it was just a completely different culture over there. I don't know how it was when you were over there, but I'm pretty sure it's a little bit of the same. It was pretty much the same. I mean, you. Were there kids at Shelby Valley that I played with that were committed to winning? Yeah, there was. 
but from a community standpoint, from a, you know, um, a coaching standpoint to, uh, you know, there just really was a, uh, I'm not going to say it was a lack of commitment to winning. I just don't think they knew how. You know, I don't think they knew what it took. Um, because they'd never had it before. I'm, I'm not faulting them. I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm just saying they never had it before. Let me go ahead and tell you this. And this is our show, so I can say what I want. And if we can stir up a little bit of controversy, so be it. Um, Shelby Valley is kind of like this. And... I guess a lot of you all that are into sports know the story about Bear Bryant and Adolph Rupp were at the same school. Both were at the University of Kentucky. Bear Bryant goes undefeated and wins, what bowl was it again? The, uh, the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl. They give Bear Bryant a watch. Cigarette lighter. Or a cigarette lighter, I'm sorry. They give him a cigarette lighter. Adolph Rupp wins the national championship, and Adolph Rupp gets a brand new Cadillac. It's just how these schools, how their tradition goes. And at Shelby Valley, their tradition was basketball. Plain and simple. And at Pikeville, it's football. And Well, that's, that's uh, football is just one of the many traditions here. I mean... You got a uh, basketball's got a rich tradition with John Beltrivet, and you know what Elijah's been able to do since he's been down here, and and baseball's always been a, you know, a, a been really good for you know, a good sport that we've been really good at down here, and and uh, you know of course academics, but yeah, I mean, football's always been a, a big deal to us. I yeah. think it's been a bigger deal to us than it has most people. Yeah. And I was actually brought down to this school to play basketball. Dad wanted me to play basketball for Pikeville. Uh, he came down here and he was driving school buses for uh, Vernon Hampton. And Coach uh, Kevin Garris was down there. And he was like, you know, is your boy, is your boy play? And Dad was showing him videos of me, you know. Oh, you know what Dad did. Yeah, they can, they can dunk yeah. one-handed. Yeah, telling him stories about how, you know, I can jump over a four-wheeler on a 10-foot goal and do a 360 and slam it. I'm pretty I'm – I'm a decent athlete. I ain't, I ain't LeBron James, okay? <laughs> and I'm not saying Dad was lying or anything, but Dad just loved to pump his boys up. Yeah. So, so anyway, back to the story. I come to Pikeville, and it was, it was a culture shock because instead of – you know, okay, well, uh, it's football season. Okay, that's just that's just past time till we get to basketball season. It was all right. It's football season. Let's go to war. And that's when I fell in love with football. That's when I I, I figured out that that was my sport. That that was the sport I was going to go to the lengths of going to the cut through and sit in a truck with you at what time is it right now? 937. Uh, and talk about this 10 years later after I've graduated and you know, I would never take my time back that I had at Pikeville as bad a times as I had on the field, as much heartbreak as I've had on the field. I'd never take 
my time away that I had here. I loved it here. Some of the best friends I'll ever have in my life came from this school. And I wouldn't take it back for the world. Would not. And, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's just the way that this school is, like its aura, you know, just the, just the people around it. They care so much about their athletes and their, their, uh, their students. Their kids. Yeah. Yeah. And are they tough on you? Absolutely. But. They're honest with you. Yeah, they're honest with you and they keep it real. And I, you know, as a county kid, I had a hick accent. You have a hick accent. Yeah. Did that matter to a lot of them? Absolutely not. Did they rib us about it? Of course. But yeah. Absolutely not. And some of those, some of the, the people that they considered rich kids were some of my best friends. And they didn't care that I, you know, didn't have a brand new Ferrari or a brand new truck or whatever. They were still friends with me. They still rode with me. They still hung out with me. So, you know, my story is that I was told that it was going to be awful at Pikeville just like yours was, mm -hmm. and it turned out to be one of the best decisions that I'm so happy that Dad ever made and Mom ever made was to send me down here. And, I mean, I'll go to my grave. I wouldn't be the man I am today had they not made that decision. Yeah. And maybe some people might have said, Lord, I wish he would have left him at Shelby Valley if that's the case, but... You know, I, I just, I truly and honestly believe that this place gave me the confidence. You know, being able to come down here in this ultra-hyper-competitive environment that is the Pikeville football program, mm -hmm. you know, where you're not guaranteed anybody, nobody is guaranteed anything. Every, everything you get, you got to work for. And, you know, to be able to come down here and do that, that, help me as a man grow, you know, go on. I mean, yeah, we won region titles and, you know, almost got to the state championship game and all that stuff, and that's all fine and good. But, you know, that the wins were a big deal to me when I was younger. But now that I'm older and I have a little bit more perspective on things, being able to come down here and sur not just survive but thrive in that environment, it really helped define who I am. Yeah. Um. I didn't win a region title. I didn't. I, I won a district title, which was at Pikeville High School, was basically like a throwaway trophy. <laughs> no offense, but it, it it really is because I mean, back in those days, we didn't have very good schools in our district, and we'd always whoop up on them and stuff like that. I didn't. I was in the dark ages, and it says something about me, and says something about you that we. That I still love this school as much as you did, and I didn't have none of those achievements that you all had. I didn't have none of that. I had some, you know, some personal, some. Uh, I had some personal achievements that I had on the field, but I never had the team success. And a lot of people would have just been like, "Well, heck with it. I, I, I sucked. My team sucked. You know, they didn't do nothing." And they would have just been like, well, screw Pikeville. No, no. Okay, we're back. Uh, we uh, got a telephone call from uh, 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 
the president of the Booster Club, uh, Billy Pyro, gave me a call here, and so I had to, you know, when Billy Pyro calls you, you got to take a call. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, he's an important man. He's got he's got things to do and people to see, and you know, he's got to be making moves constantly. Of course, know? yeah. You know, he's he's a mover and a shaker, that Billy Paul. Yeah, man. So we love you, Billy Paul. Of course. Um, but going back, I, I think I remember where we were at. Um, just, you know, it says something about me that I still love this school as much as I do, and I didn't have the success that you had. And, you know, I'll go to my grave saying that I'm a Pikeville Panther fan, and I want to be buried in my jersey, and I want to be buried, if I can, with my helmet. <laughs> I mean, that's, well, my jersey's already buried, and your junior high jersey's buried yeah. with our dad yeah. um, up in Annie Young Cemetery. Yeah. Um, I remember when dad died, I told JR, I said that was none of us. He always wanted one of those jerseys, and he never got to have one, so we gave him ours. And now they're with him long as time lasts. Yep. And, uh, you know, I just felt like that was the appropriate thing to do. And,. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the reason, you know, maybe that's part of the thing. You know, that's another part of it that, that just, it, what makes this place so special down here? You know, why it means so much to people. I thought me and you were the only people that ever do that. And I've had, you know, now they're shooting at us. Yeah, Doug. Doug, get down. Doug, Doug. Hey guys, they're shooting at us. But, um, Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I've had other people tell me before that, you know, that they, they done that with their dads. You know, I think that's just a cool thing to do. You know, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But I just always thought that that was the right thing to do with dad. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh, dad passed away my eighth grade year, as you mentioned. So I got to go back to that. Um, I was just really happy that he got to see me um, succeed at football. And he was still mad because I decided that I, excuse me, I was going to uh, not pursue basketball anymore and I was just going to concentrate on football. Oh, yeah, he was mad. And guess who got it? Yeah, you did. And he was hot. He was hot. He was hot. You turned him against basketball. You poisoned his mind. That's Listen, what you did. Every one of you guys out there that I've played basketball with knows a couple things about me. One, I can shoot. Okay? Two, I, I hustle. I play hard. I'm not a basketball player, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just not. Okay? I'm a football player. I did all of my all of my athletic uh, you know, everything I did athletically that I succeeded in was in football. And that's yeah. why I focused in it. And I would go back and do the same thing again. You know, I, I'm i not saying that I don't like basketball, but it's just how it is. You know, that's how it was with me. I was a better football player than I was a basketball player, and I stuck with football. But Yeah, well, you weren't the one that dad threatened to kill. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. He got so mad at me. Yeah, he did. And 
Listen, I mean, and I didn't even have anything to do with it, made it all. That was that was the crazy thing. Yeah, I was, had nothing to do with it. It was my decision, totally my decision. I just was like, I just don't want to play anymore. I don't feel the same way I do about basketball that I do about football. I just don't. I, I, I'm sorry, but I just didn't. And I think a lot of Pikeville kids felt that way, but there's also a lot of Pikeville kids that love basketball. Dustin being one of them, you know, yeah. was more into basketball than he was football. And that's totally cool, man. Yeah. But, you know, this is the hell podcast for Pikeville football. So, <laughs> I mean, this my story is is why I love football so much, and, and yours is too. So, you know. But... <laughs> I hope this isn't the end of the chapter. Yeah. But the next one of the chapter, uh, as far as the story of the Robinsons and Pipe of Football go, yeah, uh, might be the best. Well, he's already. Got <laughs> he doesn't know it yet, but well, he 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 might be the best. In uh, he's, the words of uh, of uh, Little Wayne, he has that bling bling already. Yeah. Already got the championship ring. So, you know. But I got to say, man. And he still has two more years to go. I, I, Corbin, we're, we're talking about Corbin, of course. But if, you know, I really thought that he's just going to say, well, I got my ring and I'm out of here. Yeah. You know. Because Corbin is just the type of kid. He's not like me and JR. He don't get all fired up about everything. Corbin's kind of a flatliner. You know, he doesn't get, like, overly excited about much of anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I have really saw a complete transformation in that kid over this offseason. Even during this COVID-19 stuff, when he couldn't work out, he was still working out. Mm -hmm. You know, he's dieting. Well, you know, how can you not to... work out, but you do work out, but we want to work he out? He couldn't work out at school, is what I meant. Okay. But, you know, he's been working out at home and, and getting himself in shape, and the coaches are noticing it. I'm noticing it. Everybody's noticing it. You know, he's went on a diet, JR, to try to, like, you know, lose weight and get in better shape. I mean, it's I just want who to know, is this kid, and what, what have you done with my son? I just want to know how you can work out but not work out, and then you can still work out, but then tomorrow we work out, <laughs> but we're not working out. That's all right, bub. Just, just go back to sleep. I'm so confused. Just go back to sleep. I just want to work out. Get out, get out of the ditch and put your pants back on. I just want to work out, man. But no, nah, he's done. He's done really good. He's really dedicated himself. And, oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think it's going to help this team personally. Yeah. You know. Um. But that's Corbin wouldn't have been able to win a state championship had Dad not did what he did. I mean, yeah. it's just a. It goes all the way back there. You know. And that's always going to be special to me. And I want to go into something real quick uh, that I think we need to discuss. Mm -hmm. To all these people out there that um, think that when you graduate, you shouldn't give a crap about high school sports. I think of it like this. I played for Pikeville. I didn't play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I didn't play for the University of Kentucky Wildcats or the Alabama Crimson Tide. I didn't play for those people, for that, for those schools or that program. I didn't play for them. I played for Pikeville, okay, and you did too. 
and you didn't play for Division One college or anything like that. You didn't. I didn't, I didn't even play neither college. Neither one of us played college ball. Yeah. And you could have shut out. Gosh. Uh, but anyway, we didn't play for those people. We played for this program, and we put our blood, sweat, and tears. We went through heartache, and we helped build this program. In some ways, we're good. Some ways, we're bad. In, nearly, in nearly every capacity you could think of. And this is not me or Jr. patting ourselves on the back. It's just something that we've been passionate about. You know, from coaching to, you know, from our playing days to coaching, you know, uh, most of these kids that are on this varsity team right now, we've coached at one time or another. Yeah. You know, do I take a lot of pride in that? You daggone right, I do. Yeah, I you know. do too. Now, would they have been a state championship team without me coaching them? Sure, because they're great athletes. But I like to think that I played some, and you played a little small part in the building these kids. Yeah, and there, I mean, there are guys out there that don't take it to the extent that we do, but are still huge Panther fans. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know people's got their different interests and have different you know, belief, whatever, they got other things they got going on, but, you know. But to me, this is just me, if you work so hard for something, and you believe in something, mm -hmm. and you, you know, me and you both worked hard for it, you know, this was our, in a lot of ways, this was our refuge yeah. here, this was our sanctuary, Yeah. okay, we could come here and be who we wanted to be. You know what I mean? Who we needed to be. Mm -hmm. And nobody ever judged us for that. Um, as to our other places, they did. Yeah. Um, but to me, you put so much blood, sweat, and tears into something, and you fight for something, you know, with your teammates, you know, for something that you believe in. How can you turn it off when it's over? Yeah. I've never known how to do that. I'm 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 being honest. I'd yeah. I'd love to know, you know. And, and to all those people out there that believe that, but yet they cheer and root on these teams, like you know the NFL teams and the NBA teams and all that stuff. Well, you I know. had I one of my best friends from Chevy Valley, Bobby Burke, best man at my wedding. Yeah. Love the dude like a brother yeah. to this day. But, you know, when I told him I was starting this podcast up, he hates Piper football. He can't stand us. So he's, he's like, man, why do you do that? Why can't you just let it go? And I just told him, I said, dude, if I'd done this about UK, who I never played for, you wouldn't yeah. bat an eye. You'd be all excited about it. Yeah. I said, I'm doing this about a football program that every, nearly every male member of my family has played for over the years. You know, why would I not be invested in that? You know, because I'm not just invested in it for Corbin. I wasn't just invested in it for me or JR. I want my grandkids to play down here and be successful. Yeah. You know, I want my great grandkids, even after I'm dead and gone, to be successful down here. Yeah. Um, you just don't understand what it's like down here until you come down here. I mean, it, it, it's it's just a completely different, you know. The way people act about football, the way or the way people talk about football, the way people uh, they care about yeah, it. Yeah, the way that it, it's just it's completely different. I can't even explain it. 
It's like you live, you eat, sleep, and poop football all the time. Oh, God. Please don't bring up the brick poop house thing again. Shut up. Shane, Shane Hensley makes fun of me all the time over your brick poop house statements. Listen. Now, all, all I'm saying is that I remember when I first came here. I was like, I'm man, comfortable I've, with my sexuality. I've died and went to football heaven. I really have. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not the only place on earth where they play football, but it's it's the place I played at. And that's why it's special to me. Yeah. And for all of you people out there, it, it, I just don't understand it. It just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me that as soon as you graduate, to me, it's those people that hated high school, that hated it, that didn't have the type of, I would have hated high school without football. I'd have hated it. Yeah. I mean, I would have too. But it's those people that literally just didn't like high school. They hated it. They couldn't wait to get out. Now that they're out, they would never go back. And that's too compl- and that's fine. Well, I'm, what like I, I don't want to be accused of with this podcast or some, somebody that just lives in the past all the time. Yeah. You know, I don't really want to sit here and talk about my playing days. I don't want to sit here and talk about me as a player. You know, I want to talk about other teams. You know, yeah. I want to talk about the history of this program. Yeah. You know, because uh, to be honest, I'm not a Hall of Fame athlete at Pieville. I never was. But I was able enough to get out on, to see the field, earn my time on the field to play. And I'm yeah. proud of that. I'm proud of that too. That I actually got to play down here at this awesome school that, uh, that shaped me into the man I am today. I may not be much, but you daggone right, I'm, I think I'm a good man. And I think a lot of that had to do with the way this school, you know, helped me figure out yeah. how I am as yeah. a man. You know? um, well, this started out as kind of a uh, tribute to our dad. Yeah. It turned into a lot more. Yeah, it turned into a lot more. I just want to say The thing about it is, you... It started out as a tribute to our dad, but it goes back even further than that. Yeah. Um, well, not really further than that, but it's not just a tribute to dad. Mm-hmm. It's a tribute to Gene Davis. Because if Gene Davis hadn't planted that seed in my dad's head all those years ago, you or I or Corbin would never have been here. Yeah. And would never got to have played here. And this is also our story. So This is the two guys that made the Hell podcast. Yeah. This is their story. We made this podcast into the number one high school football podcast in the world. Yeah. In and, the world, man. Yeah, you already heard Doug's story. It's a boring story. No, it's not a boring story. It's just, you know. I'm just kidding, Doug. You have an awesome story. I loved it. I listened to it five times. Um, But... So if anybody has wants to either thank or blame Gene Davis for the Robinsons being at Pikeville, I guess now's your opportunity. But <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, man. Um, also, I want to throw this out there. Um, I talked try like you said. We don't want to turn this into the Bash in Shelby Valley or Bash yeah. We've Shelby got Valley. family that teaches up there. We've got family that plays up there. We've got family that that. You know, kids go there. You know, I love them all up there dearly. I really, really do. You know, I I go to church up in that area. You know, I love them all dearly. I really do. This podcast could also be a kind of like a how it's going to be if you're a county kid. Yeah. 
when you come to Pikeville. What to expect? What to expect from coming to Pikeville when you're a county kid? Yeah, you know this is a loaded podcast. Lord have mercy, but listen, man. Back to and us. this is not a, and this is not any type of uh, uh, not doing the R word, but I'm just telling you if there's any parents out there or kids out there that are thinking about coming down here. You want to get me started? Listen to this podcast and bring them on. You know because I I've yet to really find very many people, if any at all, that that have had a bad experience down here. Yeah. So even even my uh, dark age buddies, <laughs> Blake Branham being one of them, we still love Pikeville football as much as we love breathing air. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's a tradition. It's—it's it's in our blood. Yeah. So you know, we hope that this podcast, you know, kind of gave you guys a little bit of insight on how we came to love Pikeville, and how our dad came to love Pikeville because it's you know it's Father's Day episode, late Father's Day episode, and you know we wanted to kind of give him a shout out of how he was uh, instrumental in bringing us down here. And, um, I, man, I don't know where I'd be without Pikeville. I, I don't. And I know a lot of people's like, oh, I don't care. It's it's just a different place, and I thank the Lord every day that I came down here. Yep. Plain and simple. But, uh, I guess, are we going to? Yeah, we're it? out, man. Yeah, and, uh, you guys, uh, uh, be good to each other and uh, take care of yourselves. And, and we uh, want world peace. Yeah, that's what we want to. <laughs> and uh, um, just uh, we'll stay see. classy. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, we've got some better news for you. And uh, sorry, I you know hope we didn't bore you. I don't think we did, but you know if we did, I'm sorry and go jump in the lake. But you know, uh, this may be a podcast where we was just sitting here talking for an hour and a half. But you know what? We gave you your episode, so take it and like it. Yeah, we're not machines, people. Yeah, we're not machines, okay? But anyway, thank you guys, and uh, we're out. Heck, we're out, and uh, remember, hell pikeful. Hello, Panther fans. <laughs> Daggone it. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> We're back at it again. And this is the Hell Podcast. All right. And What year did you graduate again? I don't remember, man. There's a lot of bad times back in those days. Okay. It's hard enough to remember what I had for breakfast. All right. I'm J.R. Robinson, Pikeville High School, class of 2010. And with me, as always, is my stupid, annoying, moronic, just a pain in my butt brother, Heath Robinson, Pikeville High School, class of 1995. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm flattered. <sighs> All right. I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm collected. Now. But, real quick... We just wanted to apologize to you guys. I uh, had a lot of people come up and ask me when the, uh, the new episode coming out. Um, as we've discussed before, we do not get paid for this. 
we'd, we'd like to. We would really like to. If you guys want to sponsor us, man, give us a shout. Yeah, man. We will We will not turn you down or say no. Absolutely not. We will totally sell out this entire podcast. Uh, yeah, to the man. We'll, 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 we'll wear whatever you want us to wear that's got your stuff all over it. We'll look like NASCAR drivers. Yeah, that's fine, man. Even if it's like uh, the, the Jiffy Lube uh, tires or the Honky Tonk car washing company. <laughs> the Honky Tonk. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would love to have the Honky Tonk Car Washing Company on, um, on, a, on a shirt. I would wear that. I do not care what it is. We'll wear it. Just, Lord, please pay us. But anyway, we're sorry that it took a while for us to get uh, together to do an episode. We're still not complete because our third co-host is uh, on his way. Uh, you can't tell. Listen, Okay. I didn't want to have to be the one to tell you guys this, but the school board election is getting really heated. There was an assassination attempt on Doug Powers. Uh, he is headed to an undisclosed location with his security team. And we, are, we want him to know our thoughts are with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Doug, we love I'm having you. so much fun making fun of Doug for running for school board. <laughs> Doug, we love you, man. And um, if you need anything, uh, call one eight hundred FBI. That's all I know. Um, anyway, but even without Doug, we still got to give you guys the goods. And you know, we figured that. We're going to come up with some crazy idea. Yeah, we don't need Doug, man. We can do this on our own. Yeah, man. We're like freaking uh, uh, Motley Crue back in the day. We don't, we don't need Vince Neil. We don't need him. He didn't, you know, just... I mean, actually, they made one of their best albums without Vince Neil. But, you know. You're on crack. But we'll get into that a little later. The one with Hooligans all day on it? That was an awesome album. But anyway, back to the football side. Um, but we've been sitting here brainstorming ideas since, you know, the idea that we had is not, you know, able to, uh, get together with us. Not yet, but it's coming, it's in the future, and you guys are really going to like it. Oh, yeah, it's going to be we're, great. We're looking forward to it. We can't yeah. tell you what it is right now. We don't want to ruin it. Yeah, but, uh, and we've got so many guys right now lined up to do the podcast, but, I mean, it's the middle of June, there's people going on vacations. There's people getting married. Shout out Lucas Burchett. Uh, you know, Shout out Luke. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on. So I completely understand that. We completely understand that. And we'll just be waiting for you guys to get on the podcast. And I think you guys are going to have a great time. But the show must go on. Yes. Yeah, we, I've had about 10 people ask me, when are we going to put out a new one? It's been a week. Uh, it's like they're hooked on crack. I mean, and and, and that's a good feeling. Why? Because we're nice crack dealers? Yeah. We just say, hey, guys, you want some crack? Yeah, you want some crack? No. Well, here, we're here to, to give you your, your dose of hell podcast, okay? So we're sitting here brainstorming ideas. We're at the cut through right now. This is, uh, I've never been down here before, but it's, it's actually pretty, like, quiet and nice. Yeah, we're sitting here, uh, you know, in the Ronnie Ford Express, in my truck, just chilling out, talking to you guys. Yeah, man. You know, so, 
Anyway, before we get into our topic today, uh, let's do our shout-outs real quick. Um, yeah, we didn't get to do a show last week, so definitely want to say a happy Father's Day to all the Panther dads out there. Um, you know, especially to our dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, to where uh, the which is, our dad was really kind of the inspiration of the show. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be a ton of football being talked on here today. It's just going to kind of be mine's our story about how we wound up here, which I think is pretty, pretty interesting story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to all the dads out there. Uh, shout out to dad in heaven right now. I know he's watching us sitting here looking like a couple goofballs. Shake, shaking his head. Being like, Lord, yeah, where, Lord, where'd, I, where'd I go wrong? <laughs> Why can't you just do this at the house, boys? Golly! But uh, you know, we're we're uh, we're blessed to have the parents that we have, and especially the dad that we have. And um, we love you, dad, and we miss you. And I know you'd love to be on the podcast with us. And <laughs> Lord have mercy, would you have made it as as entertaining yeah. as anybody could ever imagine? Yeah, shout out to Dustin. Yeah, shout out to Dustin Boyd for the theme music. Uh, Dustin, as I've said many, many times, is uh, doing this whole music thing, making some beats, you know, making some hot, tasty jams. And uh, if you want to get more information on Dustin's beats, just uh, message him, and he'll give you all the information. He's on YouTube. He's on Instagram doing an awesome job i try to help him as much as i can uh so shout out dustin we love you uh shout out to the blake and jessa podcast which i haven't been seeing too much of lately because i don't think they're doing too much of it because they're busy shut up blake uh shout out to you guys um you know you guys have always been supporters of us and we love you guys and uh you know just want to give you all a shout out. Thank you very much. Hopefully we can get Blake on show sooner rather than later. Um, and then uh, shout out to Doug Powers for school board. <laughs> if he makes it to November <laughs> without somebody picking him off. I think Doug lives down here. And then there's just like a little building over here. I think Doug's living in there. Doug went underground, man. <laughs> He had to. We'll, we'll get a call from him here pretty soon. Hey, guys, listen. It's Doug. You can't tell anybody where I'm at. They're out to get me. Oh, man. They think I'm going to change the grading scale. They're going to kill me. Oh, man. But shout out to Doug Powers for school board. If you want your vote to count, you count. You vote for Doug. All right? Doug for the win. If he don't get shot. If he hopefully he doesn't get shot. Yeah. Uh, we love you, Doug. I will I will I will step in front of a bullet for you. Doug. Not really. I will name my firstborn child if it ever happens after you. Doug. <laughs> Hi, Uncle Heath. Hi, Doug. <laughs> so as you can tell. Me and my brother are two of the biggest goofballs that you've probably ever met in your life. Um, and we 
were molded to be this way by a bigger goofball than we were by our dad, Ted Robinson. Great man, unbelievable preacher, uh, did as much as he could to help the community. You know, he, he was a, a... And he wasn't just a, a quote-unquote Sunday Christian, man. What he believed and what he preached, he lived 24-7. Yes. And some of the memories I have of Dad, uh, you know, were just of what he did to help other people. Great man. Yeah, he'd um, give you the shirt off his back. He literally didn't, would. Didn't care to do that whatsoever. But... The one thing that no one really knew about Dad is Dad was a huge football fan. Particularly a Pikeville football fan. Yes. And that story needs to be told, I guess, before ours can be told. Yeah. Um, in the early 60s, early to mid-60s, I guess it was. Maybe, now Dad was a teenager, so it was probably the late 60s. He was, uh, he went to Scope Millard, which didn't have a football team, lived up Greasy Creek, and he was playing some, uh, just some Sandlot football with some Pipewell High School football players, and Dad was a pretty good-sized guy, even at that time, and and he uh, uh, was making a pretty good account of himself just playing Sandlot tackle football. Well, at that time, the then head coach of Pipewell High School, Gene Davis, was driving by and saw that, and saw Dad kind of done pretty well against uh, some of his some of Coach Davis's varsity football players. So he asked Dad, said, "What would you think about coming to Pikeville and playing some football?" And Dad said, "I'd love to." Okay, now Gene Davis said, "This is the funny part of the story." Uh, Gene Davis said, "Well, just go talk to your parents and see if they can, you know." get you away down here and things like that and and you can come play for us and dad went and talked to his dad at the time i think his mom had already passed his mother passed when he was about 14 of leukemia and um he uh rest in peace ma'am okay mm -hmm. but uh anyway uh uh, dad went and talked to his dad, our grandpa Orban, which my son Corbin is named after. And Papa Orban told him, <laughs> it still makes me laugh to this day when I think about it. You don't need to play football, son. You'll get hurt. You know, as big as dad was, you know, he was worried. Keep in mind, my father at this point in time was every bit of six foot four and 250 pounds. Yeah, he was, dad was a beast even back in them days. Yes. And, uh, uh yeah. So anyway, you know, he wouldn't agree for dad to do it. And dad, the whole time, I always wondered, you know, what it would have been like, you know, had he got to come down here and play football. He always wanted to play. It was always his dream to be a football player. And when I got older, when I was born and I had dad married mom and, you know, I was born and came along, he knew I was going to be a big kid too. And so he kind of told me, he said, you know, that's, he said that was all, he always told me that was his dream, you know, was to be a pipe football player. But he'd love nothing more than to see me run out of that tunnel where I'm maroon white, you know. And then the 87 team came along and... That really ramped it up. You know, Dad was like, 
go down there and play for a state championship. You have a shot to play for a state championship. So, you know, that kind of got implanted in my head. But I went to Millard at that time, too, in grade school, and I didn't play football. But I still rooted for Pikeville and everything else. So, because Dad did. You know, me and Dad both went and watched him play and, and you know, watched him on TV and every opportunity we could get. So, it was just really a, a special kind of a bond between me and Dad, you know. And as I got older and I got the opportunity to come down here, I went to Shelby Valley just so I could play football, even though Dad begged me to come to Pikeville the whole time, and I didn't do it, and I wish I would have. But anyway, it finally got to the point where I was about a junior in high school, I guess it was, in between my sophomore and my junior year. I just didn't really like the direction that the football team was going up there at Shelby Valley. I didn't feel like I was getting the opportunities that I felt like that I'd worked hard for and that I felt like I deserved. And so dad told me, he's like, son, go to Pikeville. What do you got to lose? You know, he said, if you, if you ain't no good and you set the bench, he said, at least you'll set the bench for somebody that's playing for a state championship instead of staying up here and getting beat out in the first round of the playoffs if you're lucky. So I agreed to do it. And man, I wish I'd have done it sooner. I really do. It was a, uh, a phenomenal experience just to kind of not just see myself, but see dad through all that. And so that's kind of dad's story. And I guess a little bit of mine kind of thrown in there. Um, some points to throw in there is that uh, we, we both started at Millard. Yeah. Dad went to Millard. Graduated from there. Played yeah. basketball there. Dad mom, was mom a, graduated from there. And don't get me wrong, as big a fan as Dad of uh, Dad was of uh, Pikeville football and football in general, Dad was just as big a fan of basketball because he played it, and you know he, that's what his his first love was, and that's you know who he was as a person is how he played basketball. He was rough and tough, but he was a team player. And he would always try to help his teammates out and do whatever he could, but he wouldn't let nobody push him around, ever. And um, Dad was a, uh, a heck of a basketball player. And I just, I wish to this day I could have seen him play football because that would have been his sport. I mean, if anything tells the story of the Robinsons, it's, you know, we could, we all could have been great football players, plain and simple. Yeah. So, you know, I just got, want to throw that out there. Um, I think you should just go ahead and tell us about how you came to Pikeville. Well, I mean, I've already kind of loaded to it a little bit, but uh, Dad finally talked me into coming down here, you know, and... I came down here not really knowing what to expect. Um, no, you got to tell Jerry's thing. What Jerry's thing? You know what Jerry's thing. You and Dad and Jerry's and, you know. Oh, yeah. Me and Dad sitting in Jerry's one day and eating. And uh, is this what you're about, Coach Howard? Yeah. Yeah. Um, me and Dad sitting in Jerry's one day eating. I'm in like the sixth grade or something like that. It, it was four or five years before I even came to Bible. Coach Howard walked up to 
dad. Or no, you're talking about the other time. Yeah. Okay. I was like a sophomore in high school and played in a JV game at Shelby Valley and we got beat. My JV team, my sophomore year, we didn't win anything. I don't think we won a game. So we were kind of sitting there with my head in my hands a little bit. And, and after the game, me and Dad goes to Jerry's and get something, get something to eat. That's kind of something that we always did. And uh, so here comes Coach Howard, kind of out of nowhere. And, you know, even then, I looked at Coach Howard like Bear Bryant, you know, just when he walked in the room, you know, I was like, it's him, you know. And so Coach Howard comes up and starts talking to my dad because he knew my dad pretty well, where my dad, you know, preached a lot of funerals. And, you know, my dad was pretty well known around the community and uh, and well thought of. And uh, Coach comes up and starts talking to him, and he looks at me and says, who you got here? And something along them lines and dad said this is my son i had all my chevy valley stuff on he's like son quit wasting your time up there and come down here and play for us we'll, we'll teach you how to play and that was really kind of when the thought got kind of <laughs> planted in dad's head as well as mine you know is that you know would i be good enough to come down here i'm not good enough to play at varsity at chevy valley you know and how am i going to come down here and play but, you know, so there's, that was a lot of worry, you know, but at the same time, it just didn't feel like that anything, and this is not to throw off on anybody or bash anybody or anything like that, but it just didn't really kind of feel like that things were kind of going in the right direction at that time at Shelby Valley under their coach at that time, uh, Tom Searcy, and it just, it just wasn't working out for me, and I didn't want to quit. You know, I didn't want to quit playing. I put too much time and effort in, you know, to quit playing. So I didn't know what else to do. So, you know, I went to my dad and talked to him, and he said, listen, he said, why don't you just go to Pike? You know, I said, but, Dad, I'm not going to get to play down there. They're a lot better than I am. He said, son, you don't know how good you are. He said, but go down there and play against the best, and that way you'll know. He said, you might just surprise yourself. And that really kind of hit home to me. I think you're forgetting one thing. Though. What? He looked at you and said, if you don't get to play, at least you're sitting yeah. on the bench for a state championship team. Well, that's what he said. Yeah. I mean, he said, you know, I, I said that earlier. He said, son, what do you got to lose? You know, he said, let's say the worst thing happens and you don't get to play. You know, well, at least... You could have the possibility of setting the bench for a state championship team as opposed to setting the bench up at Chevy Valley. Yeah. So I had a lot of preconceived notions in my head about people from Pikeville, even though I didn't really know any of them, you know, that they were all rich and they were all snobby and they were all jerks and I hated them all and everything else like everybody else did. You know, I was no different than anybody else. The biggest surprise that I got by coming down here was how accepted I was immediately yeah. by everybody, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to being up at Chevy Valley. It, it was a much, much smoother transition than I could have ever even dreamed it was. And before, if any of you Shelby Valley people listen to this podcast, um, 
I just like to say, uh, get over it. That's all. Continue. Um, I learned more. I mean, you got to think at that time. I'm showing up at practice. Head coach is Bill Lair. Mm -hmm. Coach Howard wasn't the head coach. He was the like offensive coordinator. He was out there helping. Then you had uh, Joe Mahan was line coach. You know, Butch Joplin was defensive backs coach. I learned more, and that, like I said, this is no slam against anybody, but it's just the truth. I learned more in three days than I had in three years about football, about what I had to do. I was a better football player 72 hours after I came to Bible. And that's no joke. I still had a long way to go, but, you know, the thing about it was is that I I had to put it in my mind that I had to work just as hard as I possibly could just to even see the field with this team, and I was able to do that. Was I a superstar or all-stater? No. Did we win state? No. But we did a lot better than I would have if I stayed at Chevy Valley, and it's something that's kind of the, the way that I was supported by everybody here not just by my dad, but by here people down here at Pikeville who wanted me to do good. You know what I'm saying? They wanted me to succeed. They didn't want me to fail because I was one of them now. Mm -hmm. You know. And that that's something that's just stayed with me for the that's stayed with me for the rest of my life and it probably will till the day I die. Um my story is a complete one eighty. <laughs> If you want to hear two brothers with two completely different stories of how they came to the same place and how they got love for the program, um, then you're about to hear it. Um, I didn't really play sports as a young kid. Um, I loved sports. I loved sports dearly. I watched it constantly, um, but I was all, I always had a fear of failing, all right? I'd always go to like Jerry's with you guys, and I remember those days, we'd always get up and go to Jerry's for breakfast just about every morning on Saturday morning when I was a kid, and we'd go eat breakfast, and all we would talk about would be sports. It wouldn't be about, you know, uh, about what's going on in the world most of the time. It would just be about football, basketball, anything. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah. And, you know, Dad was we, – we lived in a completely different place. We went from Chloe, Chloe Creek Road, for all you that know the Pikeville area, to Little Creek road which is up robson creek so i also went to uh gf johnson robson creek but you were the one who was always like dad he needs to go to pikeville dad he needs to go to pikeville and dad was dad was like you know i can't afford tuition right now well it wasn't just that he was like son he's not big like you are you know he, he he's not gonna be a football player yeah he was always saying that stuff i was a real small kid maybe 110 pounds soaking wet. I was tall at that point in time. I never grew after that point, but uh, 
I was uh, I was tall then. Dad thought I was going to be a basketball player, and Shelby Valley was really good at basketball, so he thought that was going to be my sport, and that's the sport I kind of fell in love with before you got back home. Well, I never really did want to play because I was always afraid of messing up. I was always afraid that I was going to be the kid out there that sit the bench and I couldn't handle the rejection and all that stuff. And then um, you and Dad both got me out um, on the court, and Dad was, you know, going through some health problems and stuff at that time. And you told me straight up, because I, I was riding your <laughs> four-wheeler up and down the holler, and you told me, you said, you're either going to play a sport or I'm not going to let you ride my four-wheeler anymore. I'll take it away. I'll take the keys with me. And I was like, well, I might as well play, you know. So I, that's all I wanted to do was ride a four-wheeler and hang out with my buddies where I lived at, so I played. And same thing that happened to you happened to me. I was at Virgie Middle School in the seventh grade, and I knew I was fast because everybody kept telling me that I was fast. And I knew I was a pretty good Nobody, nobody ever told me I was fast. <laughs> and unless, every, I, unless I was driving. Everybody kept telling me that. I was always keeping up with the fastest boys at, uh, you know, Shelby Valley. I was always keeping up with them. Everybody liked to have me on their team in basketball. I thought I was a pretty good athlete. And uh, I played football my seventh grade year just to try it out. And some things happened that I didn't agree with, that you guys didn't agree with. Uh... That was happening at Virgie, and but we let the season go on, and I finished out the season. Then I went to go play basketball over at Virgie, and I wasn't getting any playing time. I was just, I was brand new at it, you know, and they already had guys that had been playing for three and four years, or, you know, been playing together since they were born, and I was like, man, I was like, I really don't know if I want to do this. And then Dad looked at me. He said, well, he's like, why don't we move to Pikeville and I'll see if I can get you in school down here. And just like you, I had at least 20 people come up to me that hated Pikeville from that school. Mm -hmm. Hated it. Don't go there. Yeah, I know. I They're was, all snobs. I was told the same thing. They're all snobs. They want to... They won't accept you. You're a county kid. You ain't got uh, a lot of money, you know, or not that we didn't have a lot of money. It was just, you know, we just wasn't, you know. What, millionaires? Yeah, we wasn't millionaires or nothing like that. And I have nothing against people that are millionaires or anything like that. I'm just saying that we didn't have that. And I was scared to death to go. I'll be honest with you. I did not want to go. Everybody was saying, dude, don't go. You'll hate it. It's going to be the worst mistake you've ever made. You're going to be wanting to come back and all that stuff. Did you ever want to come back at any Absolutely time? Absolutely not. I, I never did either. I never wanted. I really, I, I can honestly, to goodness, sit here and tell you that there was never a time after I came down here, was like, man, why can't I just go back? Yeah. I never wanted to go to Shelby Valley. 
I never wanted to go uh, to Pike Central. I never wanted to go to any of those schools. Um, but my experience is a lot different than yours because you got the legendary Hillard Howard that had success and everything else. I got a brand new startup when I came to Pikeville. Yeah. Okay, as we've recorded during the Dark Ages episode. Well, you got a year under Matt Brown, so that, yeah. was, that was good. Um, I came here, and Pikeville was completely different from what you played, for when you played. Yeah. Coach Mack had left, and now it's the Mike Jackson era, and in the middle school program, as we documented on there, was all messed up. Uh, the coaching staff was anyway, how they were going to run it. And there was a lot of people questioning stuff. It didn't work. <laughs> it just didn't work. Uh, but I got a year under Matt Branham. I got a year under Jason Gravy Anderson. Uh, I got a year of uh, Kevin McAnallen. And all of those guys taught me valuable lessons about football. And they did their best. And to this day... My first year at Pikeville in football, even though we lost half of our games at the first part of the year because we was trying to figure out what we were doing, was the funnest year of football or any sport that I've ever had in my entire life. I would go back to those days in a heartbeat. I'd lose all those games again in a heartbeat to go back to that year. That was an awesome time in my life. Well, and this is something I've always wanted to ask you, and I never have. What? You came from a program that was, I mean, they were great in junior high, but, I mean, they yeah. were good in junior high. Chevy Valley was good, in, you know, or Virgie was good in junior high when I was there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they always struggled when it came to high school ball. Did it feel like... What was losing at Shelby Valley compared to losing down here? You know, how was it viewed? Who, how was the, was it the same? Did people view it the same? Was it a different attitude? Did people, you know, how was it? What were the differences, and what were, were and were there any similarities? I'll just go ahead and tell you this: the proof is in the pudding. They do not care about football up at that school like they care about it here. Plain and simple. Look at Elijah Justice, one of the best athletes at Shelby Valley High School. Did he play football? One down at Shelby Valley. No. Look at uh, the other starter, Taylor Newsom. When I played football up at Virgie, that kid was a beast. Our cousin-in-law now. Uh, no, not that's Tyler Newsom. Mm, my bad. Uh, he also played. I'll get to him in a minute. Taylor, well, Taylor, Newsom, Taylor Newsom is our cousin. Yeah. It's just the, the female Taylor, Taylor yeah. Newsom. Taylor Newsom, they called him Bacon. That was his nickname. Um, did he play football one time at Shelby Valley? Absolutely not. No, he did not. Um, 